Alright, welcome in to the first ever Fantasy Football Addicts Anonymous podcast. I'm your host, Andre DeNoro. Welcome to you know tuning in. This is my co-host, Kenny. Please introduce yourself. Yo! What's up, y'all? This is game time. <laughs> Been waiting on it, and it's finally here. Alright, so let's, let's just jump right into it. So, this is obviously a podcast for fantasy football. What do you think, you know, what what do you think about this 2020 season? How is it going to come up? Man, this one is honestly going to be one for the books. Like, nobody can, like, you know, expect anything, honestly, from this season. Because Corona already, you know, has, like, made it a weird season itself. You know, people dropping out, uh, players not often to play in, you know, people losing money. Uh I feel like if you have corona, it's more serious than the actual injury. You know what I'm saying? Because cause corona, you, like, with the injury, there's a timetable like, to where you can come back. With corona, you know what I'm saying? It's just when, whenever you can come back. And so it's uh, it's, it's going to be a weird season, but nonetheless, it's football season. So I can't be too mad about it. Mm-hmm. I know that with with COVID, they have you know, a designated IR spot, and you're welcome to come back for three weeks. Uh, obviously sometimes it'll, if you actually get more than a mild case, it'll take definitely more, uh, take more than three weeks. Um, who knows, you know, with their conditioning, if they're even able to run or anything like that. So if they get diagnosed with COVID, who knows if they'll actually be back in three weeks, they'll be able to come back in three weeks, but if they still feel symptoms like short of breath, you know, they will, will they even be gone for more than three weeks, probably more than a month. So that'll definitely hamper like what the team was trying to do and how that's going to happen fantasy wise like, no keep going my bad i feel like nobody is going to be in shape honestly you know what i mean like like because just like you're like if you get corona you you got to literally sit down on your ass like you know and just get healthy like there's no there's no like you can't uh like do physical training it, it's just a lot because corona like really messes up your body especially your lungs and with people being a football player you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you have to breathe well in order to play football. And so I feel like a lot of people are going to be out of shape the whole year, if not, like, definitely the whole year, I think so, because it's going to be bad for a lot of people. Yeah, like, I, 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 I get that. Uh-huh. So then now, fantasy-wise, what do you think that's how that's going to play out, I guess? So would you, with, with COVID, is there more emphasis on – getting deeper players um bell care running backs that have good backups like alexander madison or tony pollard for zeke or anyone like that do you think do you think because zeke already had it and do you think there's not really a good emphasis on tony pollard but more the people who haven't gotten it and might let's say get diagnosed covid throughout the season that way their back can start See, with me, I feel like it's honestly the year of the backup. You know what I mean? Like you said, Zeke already had it, so they're going to definitely monitor his his breathing and, you know, how long he's on the field just to make sure that, he, you know, he's not passing out or – because he – who knows? He, he still might not be in shape. You know what I mean? Because what I've heard, mm-hmm. corona does a toll on your body, like, you know, like a, a, a toll on your body. And so with Tony Pollard, honestly, actually, like, you know, 100% healthy, and he's had some great – uh, games last year so I feel like it, like they will definitely use him more especially like the first couple of weeks until Zeke is like 100% so 
just to make sure that he, uh, you know what I'm saying, that he actually, like, you know, does not overdo himself in the first week because, like you said, he did have corona. So I feel like this year could be the year of the second man, you know, third man, you know what I'm saying, stepping up big. And it's a lot of rookies now who's actually, uh, you know, who's going to have a lot of, like, like PT this year, you know what I'm saying. We'll get into that later. But still, though, I just feel like this year is going to be the year of the, you know, of the RB2 or RB3 or RB3 2 type shit. But that's just my take on it. <laughs> okay. All right. So obviously this fantasy season is we'll 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 have a little maybe an asterisk on it and depending how on everything will shake out. Do you think do you think that the season will last all sixteen, seventeen, eighteen weeks, or is it gonna cut off in general? Um I feel like we will definitely get to I feel like they will definitely play football for majority of, you know, majority of September and majority of October. But I feel like if the NFL does what the NBA did and make sure nobody, like, you know, make sure everybody follows the rules, you know what I'm saying? They, like, I seen something when they said, what, players can't come in the day after their game, you know what I'm saying? Only coaches. And so, like, if they actually implement the right rules, like the NBA did in the bubble, I feel like football can actually stay its course and, like, you know, play until February. But it's all about, you know, making sure everybody does what they need to do mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. But, I mean, I feel like the season could go all 17 weeks, but I also feel like it could, I, it, it could actually end, like, week three. Oh, okay. It just depends on how well the, the, the NFL, like, you know, handles corona seriously. I know that in the beginning, before training camp even started, they were allowing players to opt out. Um, so major players who opted out are like Damian Williams, who was the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs, and then he opted out, which made Clyde Edwards-Hilaire now the de facto number one there, rookie running back from LSU. Um, uh, during when training start, while well, training camps also started. They also began daily testing for the first two weeks training camp for every single player. And then from there on, they were trying to change it depending on the positivity rate after that. I know that they obviously expected to have some positive cases. But I think since then, they haven't really been a lot. I know that Gardner and Matt Stafford were put on the COVID-19 list, but... You know, they came back and now they're practicing with their team. Is this going to be like that now? I don't know actually how long they were gone. They were, I think they were only gone for a week, two weeks. So I really don't know how that happened, I guess. I know that full contact training already started and the season is starting in three days, three days from now. <laughs> so that's kind of like, ooh. The whole entire summer, we're like, we don't know if football's going to happen. Now it's starting three days. So, you know, we're big hyped about that. Do you, you know, what do you think? That, are they going to wear masks? Like, what's, they're definitely not wearing masks, right? They're going to be isolating. I don't know. Well, I did see something, you know what I'm saying, where, like, like uh, they had these type of, like, you know, face masks for certain helmets. But I don't know if they will actually make the players wear those. They looked weird as shit, you know. I mean, they looked like a... Uh, and halo helmet type shit. That's what it looked like. <laughs> but, uh, and I was like, dude, how can you breathe? But then I was starting to realize that, like, you know, a lot of players have visors. And so, and they still and breathe out of those. And I used to have a visor myself. And those fog up quick. 
So I feel mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like if players who like who wear visors like keep them on the whole game, regardless of how sweaty it gets, I feel like they can actually you know wear a halo type helmet. But I don't know if they'll actually do that because that's a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And they're already losing a lot of money by start by you know by pushing things back, by you know doing corona checks and all that. So I feel like the NFL would do its part, but I don't. But I also feel like they won't that they will just do enough. You know what I mean? They're not gonna. You know what I mean? Because they're already losing a lot of money, and if something goes wrong, they're going to lose even, even more money. So I feel like they're going to just do the minimum, which is like, you know, make sure that the players are happy, make sure players are healthy, and, you know, because it's, like, you know this, you know how the world is, like, you know, the NFL is all about money. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that now they have have been thinking about putting fans into stadiums now. I know that the Browns are doing it at, like, 10% capacity, AT&T Stadium for the Cowboys play are also announcing COVID protocols and what they're trying to do. Um, I think that they are probably also at 10% capacity. So, I mean, they're putting the fans in, and those, I don't know, those tickets will probably cost a lot, right? <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. I feel like what I would do is, like, you know, just let, like, that, like you know, the Army or the Marines, and just let them go to the games, you know what I'm saying? Just give them a chance to go to the games this year. And just let mm, everybody else watch I feel that. Ball, because that would be... I feel like that'd be great. You know what I mean? Just like, cause they will definitely follow the rules and stand six feet apart and all that shit. And so I feel like this lets somebody else enjoy the games that like we enjoy it at home. I mean, they're still like, people are still gonna watch the NFL like on TV, like yeah, definitely. So like viewership, viewership on the TV online streaming is gonna skyrocket. This that's year, what honestly. I think. Yeah, just like just like the uh, the NBA. You know what I'm saying? They had one of the the most watched uh, NBA bubble games in like NBA history recently for game seven, you know what I'm saying? And it was all on TV and all streams, you know what I'm saying? So I feel like, I feel like that's where majority of people will watch it this year is in restaurants on TVs, you know what I'm saying? Uh, streams and stuff like that. Cause people, yes, people want to go to the games, but they're not going to not watch it just because they can't go to the game. That'd be mm-hmm. stupid. That's not a real fan. So I feel like <laughs> it, it'll still, it'll still be watched a whole lot. A whole lot. All right. Especially in my house. All right, let's get <laughs> let's get into our news and injury report here. All right, over the weekend, Deshaun Watson signed an extension to a four-year, $160 million extension, which makes him the second-highest-paid player in the league, making $39 million per year over the next four years. Mahomes will also be making that much, $39 million, until 2022, um, in 2022, then he'll be making $42 million a year. Um, that's great. I'm a Texans fan, as you might know. So I think that finally solidifying our quarterback position here after years and years of terrible quarterback play. You know, the, our best quarterback was Matt Schaub for a while. Um, and then I don't know, Ryan Mallett. Um, Ryan Brock Osweiler, <laughs> like <laughs> those were those were really our our best. Qu- I remember when Brock Osweiler was behind Peyton Manning in the Broncos, and we paid him a lot, a lot of money, and for like not for two games starting, the dude was just really tall, had great arm, but when he actually started for the Texans that year, and it did not look good. So I'm. I'm very, I'm very happy about them signing it. Um, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, fantasy wise, it's 
I don't think that he will be taken past round six ish. I think Mahomes, uh, Mahomes. I think Watson will will be taken still with a top three, top four, top five quarterbacks. You know, behind Lamar Jackson, Mahomes. Um, I think that that um, even though he does have a less superior offense, I think he'll be he'll be still with you know. As Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, he'll still be a top ten offense, and he has to spread the ball around, and whatnot. Man, I will say this, dude. I love, bro. I will take Watson over Mahomes any day of the week. Like that's just quite honestly, man. That's just that's just Ooh. me. Like Watson, wow, dude. He does the same thing that Mahomes does with a less superior team, like offensive team. You know what I'm saying? And he just lost a nuke, like one of the the like top three receivers in in, in the league. Since he's been in the league, and he's still. Wait, wait, wait. So you that. think you think that Watson will do more than Mahomes, and you just said he lost DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, yes. I Please explain like that. that. See what I'm saying is like Watson with that Mahomes offense with that Kansas Chiefs of offense. Watson can do exactly what Mahomes does with less error. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Watson is the man. Like I like like that's a well deserved bag. You know what I'm saying? Like like he should have got honestly he should have got his before Mahomes, but, but Mahomes won a Super Bowl, so they were like, man, we gotta pay the man now. You know what I mean? So but like like I will definitely take Watson over Mahomes any day of the week. But that's just me. But I also said that I will take Lamar over Watson and Mahomes, and that's definitely just me. But it is what it is. But but you know what I'm saying? I feel like also I feel like Watson will definitely win. His first Super Bowl before Mahomes win his second. That's definitely how Ooh. I feel. Ooh, okay. That's not even a hot I mean, take. The... That's just how I feel, dude. <laughs> like that's just how much confidence I have in Watson. You know what I'm saying, bro? Like he has so much adversity. You know what I'm saying? He didn't come in like like and was able to sit behind. You know what I'm saying? A veteran QB and actually learn something like Mahomes did. Watson had to come in and learn on his own. You know what I'm saying? Get it out the mud. And for him to actually mm. still do what he do with a less superior team. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he actually will win a Super Bowl before Mahomes win his second, and that's just me. I I like that. Hey, listen, I'm not arguing that. That's that's great. I hope I hope they win the Super Bowl soon. That'd be amazing, actually. That'd be great. You are a Texas fan, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> you would like that. <laughs> Next week's news: Keenan Allen and the LA Chargers have agreed to terms on an 80 million four-year extension, making him the second highest-paid wide receiver in NFL behind Julio Jones. Yes, sir. Now you. Yeah, you, the Chargers fan, you you can go first. What do you think about this? Dude, long time coming. I feel like he should have got it several years ago, but his injuries are the reason why, you know what I'm saying, he didn't get it until now. But I just feel like, dude, when he's healthy, he is the most consistent, one of the most consistent receivers in the league. Definitely top, definitely top seven to me. I would say top five, but that's just more me of being biased towards my, you know, my Chargers team. But like, he is definitely, you know what I'm saying, a great wide receiver. He's a like he will definitely be a Hall of Famer in like 10, 12 years. But I just feel like that bag was well deserved. You know what I'm saying? It was long overdue, but sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do in order to get it hot. Well, I got out the mud, but I feel like that was well deserved. Um, I feel like he will definitely be top five in uh fantasy this year. Like no lie. Wow, I like that. I like the top five, especially with um. With Mike Williams being hurt and out for Again. a few weeks. 
uh, I, all those targets have to go somewhere. So I think that most of that targets is going to go to Keenan Allen. Yeah. Um, and then I think the rest are going to go to Hunter Henry and Austin Eckler. That's honestly who I think I'm going to do. Yeah, Tyrod definitely is going to, like, clean with uh, Keenan. You know what I'm saying? That's, like, going to be his go-to, especially, like, in week one. You know what I'm saying? Just seeing him comfortable and stuff. And Keenan has, for sure, a great hand. So I feel like mm-hmm. they'll be great together. You know what I'm saying? But they won't. I don't know. I just feel like. Like I said, I'm a Chargers fan, so I like I'm always high on my team. Even though we'll get to the we'll get to that later. Just it's just it's just move on. I can keep going about my Chargers. I can go all day about this team. So yeah, Keenan Allen, who was drafted in 2013, finally got uh, his extension. He was drafted actually the same draft as DeAndre Hopkins, who was the one in the first round went to the Texans. Um, who else went that draft? Lev Bell went in the second round, and Tyron Matthew actually went in the same. So did, so did Eddie Lacy. So, um, Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> so you you know you can see where I guess some players went in that draft. <laughs> All right. So some actual fantasy news now. Alshon Jeffrey has been activated from the team's pup list. Um, that's that's a good sign, honestly, for that wide receiving core for that team now from Philadelphia. I know that they've been dealing with all these injuries lost their left tackle. I think they lost their like right guard or something from their line. Jalen Rager is hurt from trying to tackle in practice. So I think he like has a torn labrum, is out for a couple of weeks there. So having Alshon back is definitely good for that team. They last year they their wide receiver core got decimated putting up uh random players like JJ Ortega Whiteside in there, making him fantasy relevant. Obviously that's not what they're trying to do this year. Signing obviously J- Jalen Rager during the draft. So Alshon Jeffrey being activated is a great sign for this team. Fantasy wise, it's still very iffy. Kenny, I don't know. He's Alshon get, keeps getting uh, hurt. He's over 30, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, like, like, yeah, he's over 30, man. Uh, he's always literally, I feel like he's injured every six months, like something, either an ankle or a knee, an elbow, just, just small miscellaneous stuff. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, Ashton Jeffrey, Jeffrey is hurting his his career by not going ahead and retire. You know what I mean? I feel like once a receiver knows that his body cannot take no more, I feel like you should retire just to keep your, you know, just to be sane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you love the sport. Yeah, you still want to make money. Yeah, you love the sport and all that. But, like, at a certain time, you got to worry about your health. You know what I mean? Like, you mm-hmm. still have several years to go. You're just maybe 31, 32, so why not go ahead and retire now just to make sure that, that you still are able to you know what I'm saying, live mm-hmm. a nice and happy life. But yeah, I do yeah, understand I think... why they actually activated him because I believe the Eagles did draft like two or three rookie uh, receivers. And so with Alshon being on the public list, I feel like he can actually mold them receivers, them young boys, into some great receivers, you know what I'm saying? Because they did draft a lot of rookies in the draft. So I feel like the future for the Eagles could be great, but they just got to mold them right. And so I feel like Alshon Jeffrey can actually be that person, but I just feel like him on the field is actually over with. Like, there's no fancy relevance for him at all to me. Yeah, I don't think I'm I'm gonna draft him outside of like my last few picks where it's like, oh, you know, Alshon's there. Maybe he'll he'll be healthy for a game or two. Pop him in there um, during <laughs> during the beginning of the season. He'll get you know some solid points. But yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't really draft him here. Not I don't think he's gonna be top 24 there for the season. 
Next piece of news, Adrian Peterson expected to sign a one-year deal with the Detroit Lions after being waived and cut by the Washington football team. Um, he's now joining that backfield of Carrion Johnson and DeAndre Swift, the rookie. Uh, I don't, I think that he only got signed to be there as a veteran presence in the locker room. I carry on is what is this his second year here. Um, DeAndre Swift is first year here. So obviously I, there's not really much veteran presence in that locker room. I think that having Adrian Peterson there will be great development for the rookie and the sophomore. Um, but he doesn't really have any relevance there either. Um, even though last year he he's he's 35 years old. That's, that's not that's not usually. Hearing 35 year old running backs, I don't think is usually common to hear in the NFL. I mean, besides Peterson and Frank Gore, no one, no one really is staying as a running back in the league past like age 32. Yeah. So just being him. At being a, at the age of 35, and last year being super efficient, having 4.3 yards per carry, I even though he's that efficient, he's not gonna really make an impact in that backfield unless someone gets hurt. I know Carryon has a injury history, but you know they have DeAndre Swift. Maybe he can carry that load if Carryon gets injured. Otherwise, AP doesn't really doesn't really tickle me. Yeah, AP, I love AP, man. He's honestly in my all-time, you know, in my top five of all-time running backs to ever play the game. Definitely, you know what I'm saying, respect for AP. But like I said about Alshon, at some point, man, you got to just retire, dude. Like, like, yeah, he does not look 35. It looks like he can at some time still run for five more seasons. But like I agree with you, you know what I'm saying, he's just there to be better, uh, be a better voice, to be a leader in, in the locker room that's actually trying to, you know, do something this year. They can actually be a good team offensively. You know, they got the right, they got the right players. They've always had some good uh, receivers. So I, feel I like, love the know, Lions this year. Yeah, and so I feel like you know that running back mode, that running back, that true voice in the running back uh, game was what they were actually missing on offense. You know, so I feel like with AP being there, he can mold them right because it's, it's fucking AP, dude. So I feel like he can mold them right, and also with uh, you know, when he was in Minnesota with Coach Bevel, that was like some of his best years at running back. Like, like mm-hmm. broken records and all that stuff. It's all- those were her best. Those were his best years as running back. What do you? What do you mean some? Those were his best years there. I mean, yeah, he was there for like what not what eight nine seasons. So I feel like all this. Like, he was great the whole time there, but I feel like what year was that when he won? Anyway, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. All those were his <laughs> best years. Yes, but I was just being like very <laughs> nitpicky about certain years. But I mean, you are right. He definitely. He definitely was the best Adrian Peterson in that purple and gold. So I feel uh, like he. I'm can... talking about 2012, his MVP season. Yeah, yeah, when he had that, where when he came back from the injury and all that the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah at 2011, I think he tore his ACL. Yeah, and, then... and so for him to do that, or... you know, what I'm saying I feel like he can, he still has something in the tank. But I feel like he's definitely just gonna be there, just a voice. I, like I, I don't expect him to dress out every game, honestly. You know, but. I do feel like he will be there. Like he will be a great leader in that locker room. So that's good. Kudos to him. Uh, yep. yep. Honestly, he's 35. <laughs> again. <laughs> Next piece of news: Malcolm Brown is expected to sign. Expected to begin the season. Excuse me, as a starter over Cam Akers uh, from the LA Rams. 
what do you think about that? Dude, uh, I honestly think they drafted Cam Akers to be the starter. Yes, you know, they said Malcolm Brown will probably, you know, get named the starter. But, I mean, well, he is the starter. But I just feel like he's only there. I know they put his name down because he's been there the longest. Like, I honestly feel like Cam Akers will have more carries week one than Malcolm Brown. You know, yes, Michael Brown will, will start the first possession, you know what I'm saying, get, get the first carry, but going down the line, I feel like Cam Akers will definitely have more carries in week one. That's just how I feel, you know. He, he's a stud. He's a stud coming out of college, dude. And, and with the with the Rams, you know, dropping uh, Gurley, like, they are ready to have a different type of quarterback. I mean, excuse me, running back. So I feel like Cam Akers is on the best team for him. Uh, he can actually, you know, help. Uh, Jared Goff, you know, have have more confidence, honestly, because I feel like if the game, if the running game is going good, that team could be great because they got great receivers. So I, I just feel like Cam Akers is a plus for that team offensively, and I feel like he will definitely have more carries week one and along the season. He will definitely be the starter by week four. Mm-hmm. I think that Malcolm Brown only got, like, the nod from Sean McVay because he is the veteran in that backfield. He goes, you know what? Yeah, I'll give Malcolm Brown um, the starting role for the first week, and then I'll sprinkle in some Cam Akers there. And once Cam Akers gets like shows this flashes of brilliance, and then he'll finally, maybe after like week two, he'll be like, Yeah, you know, Cam Akers is now our starter. And then from there on out, he will, I think, do well there. Um, Cam Akers was projected to be one of the best running backs to be coming out, like rookie wise behind like DeAndre Swift and whatnot um the concern there is like last year when Todd Gurley was there the offensive line isn't really the best um obviously only after 16 months of making the Super Bowl the last season didn't really display a superior offensive line like they were two seasons ago for me that really isn't a problem it can only go up from last season and acres who is coming from Florida state university that if you ever decide you can just YouTube a cam acres, like highlight video, or even just like a Florida state game against literally anyone, you can see their Florida state offensive line is absolutely terrible. Yeah, like like I, <laughs> they could be like a community college offensive line. And it was, it's so bad. He has and great yet vision. Cam Akers, yeah, and yet Cam Akers still produced. So I still, like, I still think that Cam Akers is going to do really, really well there. So that should be good. I agree. I agree. I definitely agree. Okay. So Cam Akers, where do you, where do you think drafting him this year? Um, Redraft. See, I don't know if I would even take anybody on, on the Rams in the backfield, honestly. Like. <laughs> Like, like, only person I would take from the round is, uh, is, um, I would say, is like, you know, receiver Cooper Cup or Robert Woods. I just can't, I just don't feel comfortable. You can't bring yourself to draft yeah, Cam Akers? <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, yes, you know, like, I feel like Cam Akers would be great there, but I just don't like that backfield. Okay. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is expected to be the Chicago Bears starting quarterback in week one. After multiple weeks of the press asking Matt Nagy who will be the starter there, Matt Nagy goes, eh, you know, we'll see. You know, it could be Nick Foles, could be Matt Nagy. He actually probably also said, you know, I'm not telling you guys until a week before 
<laughs> the season starts. Um, but Trubisky was able to beat out Nick Foles, and he should be looking to improve from his 2019 season. He actually finished 2019 behind Andy Dalton. He was a 26 quarterback. He finished behind Andy Dalton and right ahead of Sam Darnold. Trubisky played all 16 games. Sam Darnold, what, played or missed six games, seven games because of mono. And he still played with mono. So that'll take a toll on your body, obviously. And he finished right ahead of Sam Darnold. So definitely was not a good season from Trubisky. Organization obviously showed that Trubisky is in a short leash with the signing of Foles. And not naming a starter until week one. <laughs> so, <laughs> if I think that if he doesn't show improvement in the first three, four weeks, the Bears will will be forced to show what everyone then will be the Chicago special with Nick Foles. Man, see, I've loved Mitch since, like, you know, since, uh, since him coming to the league. I don't know why. I just feel like I, it's just something about him that I've liked. I mean, yes, he's, yes, he's up and down, you know, with his abilities to be a quarterback, but I just feel like pressure makes diamonds. I feel like this is the first time in his career that he can lose his like his starting uh, job right now to somebody else, you know what I'm saying, who actually has a Super Bowl under his belt. You know what I'm saying? I feel like all good quarterbacks has always had to battle against someone in order, you know what I'm saying, to, to be that guy. And I feel like now that Mitch has finally got some competition, you know what I'm saying, for the uh, QB spot, Finally, I feel like he would actually like step up. Well, he's what three years in now, so I feel like he has no more jitters. He can actually, you know, I feel like this is his year. And also, this is a hot take, but I feel like Mitch will finish top fifteen. Uh, top of the quarterback. Of quarterback. Top fifteen quarterback. Yes, I feel like he will, like he will be top fifteen quarterback in the season. And that's just me, you know, what I'm saying going big on on him. Like I said, pressure makes diamonds, and he has pressure on him now. He has to he has to put up numbers in order to keep his spot. And we've seen it before. Teams will, will pick up a, a QB and put them in immediately, no matter what, because they all about winning now, you know. And so I feel like I feel like Mitch will honestly step up to the plate like he's supposed to two years ago, and we'll get the uh, get the Bears to the playoffs. And that's just how I feel about Mitch. Like I said, pressure makes diamonds, and so hopefully he does not make me eat my words. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess we'll see how that goes. Think think back in the 2017 draft, April. April 27th, 2017, you are the Chicago Bears sitting there at the three spot. And Miles Garrett goes first overall. And the San Francisco 49ers are up on the clock. And you're there thinking, oh, we have to trade our whole entire house and draft picks to trade up to one spot over the 49ers to pick up Trubisky. Who else is in the draft, you may ask? Jacksonville Jaguars obviously picked up Leonard Fournette. Uh, on the fourth pick, the third pick was the 49ers picked up Solomon Thomas. The Titans picked up Corey Davis in the fifth. Fifth overall pick, New York Jets picked up my, Jamal Adams. Who else in that draft? Oh, no one. You know, Christian McCaffrey by the Panthers. The You know, who else? Who else? You know, oh, oh so did you hear about Pat Mahomes? Yeah, you know, no big deal. Tenth overall. Who else? Uh, Deshaun Watson also got picked up. <sighs> In the twelfth overall pick, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of great defensive players got picked up too. <clears throat> Just calling offense, yeah. Yeah, so I I think that that you know that that whew, that trade that the Bears made to move up a spot, I guess because the 49ers were definitely inching on maybe getting Trubisky. Um, I think that's when they didn't have 
um, Jimmy Garoppolo yet, and before they got him from the Patriots, so they're like, oh, you know, the 49ers are gonna take Mitch Trubisky, but hindsight, it's 2020. Even though 2020 is not a great year. Anyway, so let's do a couple more notes here. Leonard Fournette was picked up by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and according to Bruce Arians, Ronald Jones has the team starting job and would have to screw it up to lose it. Uh, I don't think I'm touching that backfield, dude. I I don't I don't think so. I I I think that Fournette has a cl- mm, a, a a chance to overtake. The team starting job there, but that starting job could be one A one B with Ronald Jones, and he could just completely split time. I know that Ronald Jones has has had some pass blocking issues, and with Bruce Arian, if you miss one single pass block assignment in one play, you are getting taken out Definitely. of the game immediately. <laughs> um, I'm not going back in for a couple positions. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely not. So, you know, you might have some games where it is all about Fournette. They are running his grant. It's only a one-year deal, I think. That's what it is, right? So, right? No. Is it a one-year deal? Yeah, it is a one-year deal. Uh, with, with, uh, he could get more more money, uh, 4.5, but his, I know it's, it's guaranteed a million. And then, you know, uh, he couldn't get more with incentives. But, yeah, um, I feel like Rojo will definitely be the starter until uh, Leonard learns the playbook and, and gains Brady's trust. And that's just how I feel, you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, Leonard Fournette can yeah. – so Leonard Fournette, he was top five in uh, in running backs, receiving yards and receptions for running backs. You know, it's top five in both. He had, 70, I think, 76 receptions last year. And uh, and and that's good for um, a Jacksonville Jaguars running back, you know. But uh, I just feel like, you know, he, he could definitely be great in that offense uh, – and I feel like, you know, the play action would be great for him. You know what I'm saying? Just to, just to like, because I know everybody knows once Tom Brady gets it going in the passing, like in the, uh, like passing the ball, they're going to have to bring more DBs onto the field. And that will actually help Leonard, you know what I'm saying? Get those nice 12 to 15 yard runs, you know what I'm saying? Back to back sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Just because it's Tom Brady in the backfield. So I feel like uh, he could be great there, but I also feel like, he could be terrible because of how terrible his body is and how terrible his, mm-hmm. his, uh, his attitude is. So I just feel like if Tom Brady keeps him on the leash, you know what I'm saying, and actually he does great, he could out, sadly, like outplay Rojo for the starting position. But I feel like that's just because, you know, he's a vet, you know what I'm saying, in the NFL. And it's, you know, he's just first-round draft pick. So I feel like yep. he definitely could, uh, you know, eventually start. But I feel like it's going to be at least three or four weeks before Leonard actually starts completely. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll talk about more more about the Tampa Bay team later. One more piece of news, really quick: Ryquell Armstead, because Leonard Fournette got cut by the Jacksonville Jaguars, Ryquell Armstead got then de facto starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but then got placed on the reserve COVID nineteen list. I don't, you know, he was a rookie last year, showed a few flashes when Leonard Fournette was was out for a couple plays. He had a good play against, I think, the Texans. And now he might miss some time due to being in the COVID list, which opened up, which opened up the time to Chris Thompson, who is now with Jay Gruden from 
now the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars, who was with him when he uh, during his time in Washington. So I think that Chris Thompson is training up. He is the pass-catching running back there. They are going against the Colts week one. They will obviously be down a lot of games, given that that team, that organization, just got rid of a lot of players on the offense and defensive side. So they will be down. They will be trying to catch up. And Gardner Minshew will be dumping off passes to Chris Thompson. Man, I would never in my life draft or anybody, like, pick anybody from the Jacksonville's backfield. Like, it's just, it's all over the place, you know what I'm saying? You can't trust anybody there. Like you said, how you automatically get to starting position and immediately go to COVID-19 list? What, what are you doing to, to not stay healthy, you know what I'm saying? Like, you obviously seen that Leonard Fournette was, was getting his way. You've seen it coming, and for you to still fuck yourself up and get sick, just just ruins like if that was me dude i would definitely like i'll be quarant- like quarantining hard you know what i'm saying because that's that's one of the lifetime chance you know what i'm saying to automatically become the starter and then you just fuck yourself up that's crazy he don't want it as bad as i guess we thought he would so i would myself i would never draft a jacksonville uh running back for my fantasy league ever like it's just not worth it <laughs> ever it's not worth ever it. yeah it's- <laughs> I think that maybe I think that Fournette has I Fournette. Oh my God! I think that Chris Thompson does have some value later in the rounds, but he, he went during his time in Washington. He would have one or two good games, and then his body just break down. So you can have that one two games, maybe trade him away for value, needs him to trade piece. But yeah, I wouldn't really. Wouldn't really have high, high hopes for this Jacksonville offense. Okay, so now on to our next segment. Our so we started this podcast actually to talk about one of our one of our leagues here on Sleeper, the two quarterback league. So we'll get into that right now. So this two quarterback league league overview is a full dynasty. We are in our second year. Um, we had, I think it was our draft last year, right? Our inaugural draft last year. Then we had our rookie draft way before, um, beginning of right after the draft, the NFL draft. Uh, league, <laughs> yeah, we we got too antsy. Uh, the league overview, it's, again, a full dynasty roster composition goes two quarterbacks, two running backs, three wide receivers, one tight end, two flex spots, two IR spots, and 15 bench spots. So, like I said, because it's a full dynasty, the bench spots are extremely large. That makes it so anyone on the waiver wire is basically no one there right now. Miles Boykin, KJ Hamler, Ted Ginn. Nick Boyle, like literally no one should be decent on the waiver wire because they <laughs> should be stashed. <laughs> um, the draft overview that we just did, the rookie drafts, actually, because we did it right a week or two weeks after the um, the real NFL draft, there were some there were some wonderful picks that were made during this. Uh, again, this is a two quarterback league, so quarterbacks are being valued at a higher price. 
So the first <laughs> the first old, uh, overall pick was Joe Burrow, followed by Jonathan Taylor, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, and then Justin Jefferson. Tua went 105, CeeDee Lamb went 106, DeAndre Swift went 107, Justin Herbert, uh, Herbert went 108, followed by Jakey Dobbins, and then rounding out the first round is Jalen Rager. What do you think about the first round? Um, It, it was a great first round. I honestly would not have picked Burrow first pick. That's just me, though. At all? Yeah. Even as a two-quarterback two league? Dude, yeah. that guy's like walking god. I feel like Tyler Lawrence is way better, but... I that's just that's the different. That's He's the different. not in this draft. You can't do hey, that. Hey, you can't I'm draft just, him. I'm just saying, man. I don't know. I, just, I don't know. Like, like I like Burrow. I just don't like the team that he got drafted to. You know what I mean? Like, Cincy has always been up and down. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I feel like they finally turned it around when they finally fired that damn uh, quarter. I mean, the damn uh, coach. Finally, Zach Taylor. Yes. No, his the the old coach. Bill Lazor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel like. I'm glad they did fire him because he was definitely like downfall of that team along with Andy Dalton. But uh, but I feel like the team can turn around. I just can't trust that team right now. So uh, mm-hmm. and also I never drop quarterbacks first pick. Like that's just not me. I don't care what type of dynasty it is. I just can't drop the quarterback first round at all. It, it, it's Even too with two quarterbacks, that's kind of crazy. I mean, like running backs are more valuable to me than any other position, and so. Yes, I can get two great quarterbacks, but if I have slow running backs, then that's still not going to help at all. But uh, okay. but um, the first round did go great. I actually liked the first round. I loved my first round pick, so I definitely feel like, you know, uh, first round was a good round. But to me, I just feel like Burrow was was not a good first, like first overall draft pick. But that's just me. Okay. Obviously, this when this is done before, right after the NFL draft, nothing happened. Like, no Damian Williams opted out, so Jonathan Taylor was picked up over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, hindsight, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire definitely had, should have been picked first overall. <laughs> See? A running uh, back. A running back. <laughs> See? Justin, it also, I mean, it also does depend on, like, your team composition. If you have, you know, older quarterbacks or incumbents on there that you don't think are going to do well, maybe Joe Burrow will will finish within the top 10 quarterbacks, you know, maybe, maybe that's the reasoning. Justin Jefferson was definitely a surprise. Uh, it sounded good. Actually, he might still be okay. Um, he, Justin Jefferson is the rookie. He landed with the Minnesota Vikings. Probably, I think the number two wide receiver there. I know that he's been working in the slot. Um, with having BC Johnson across Adam Thielen, but I I don't know how that really is how it should be. Um, I think that how six one two oh two, if he works the slot and have BC outside, I thought that Thielen Adam Thielen was more of a slot receiver um, instead of a deep threat. So maybe you should switch that. I don't know. I really I'm not there. I'm not watching, but. I think Justin Jefferson should usurp BC Johnson in a two receiver set and he'll be the de facto number two starting week two, week three. I don't think week one yet, but he'll he'll get there. No, I do like Tua, JJ. Say it again. I said I do like JJ, uh, you know, JJ uh, he, he like I agree with what you said, uh I would definitely put Thielen. Well actually yeah, did you say you put Thielen at like 
as a slot and put the other two. I thought he, I thought Thielen was more of a slot receiver. Yeah, yeah he has that type of body shape, you know, like body uh, type build, you know. And with JJ being so long and tall, like I watched some of his highlights, dude. He can, he can stretch his body to to ways on the sideline, on the, on the sideline, dude. That you know, what I'm saying that that we haven't seen do since Calvin Johnson. So I feel like him being, you know, the outside one and putting putting Thielen on the inside. That'd be a great, uh, great combo. But like I said, we're not the coaches. But if they do that, man, it it could be some nice. Like Thielen would have a great season this year if that happens. But I do like Justin JJ. Jefferson is only six one. Adam Thielen is six two. So Thielen is a tad taller than Justin Jefferson. They're actually BC Johnson is also only six foot. So no one is over six two in that offense. It's all about speed, man. Speed. <laughs> I know that they just got Gary Kubiak as the offensive coordinator, so they're going to be running the ball a lot. A lot of zone plays to Dalvin Cook. Yeah, be the man. <laughs> if he's healthy, he can be great if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. So then next up, we'll go to Tua. CeeDee Lamb also got picked up there. DeAndre Swift, any thoughts on those three? Uh, I feel like, I don't know, Tua is going to be – like, I was big on Tua, you know, I was big on Tua, you know, roll tight till the day I die. But, I don't know, like I said, I just can't draft a QB in the, in the first round. And Tua, coming off that bad injury, like, bad injury, I feel like it's still up in the air for him. I feel like this is going to be his year to where he has to uh, he has to um, prove a lot of stuff to a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of analysts and, and to a lot of teams, you know what I'm saying, that he can still do what he do. Because he is help, he. Is he not like the shortest quarterback ever drafted? Like he is small, dude. Like and so, uh, Tua. Him, yeah, like he's he's short, man. Like he's maybe six foot. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure Tua Tua's six foot. Kyler's five ten. Kyler's short. Okay, okay. See, I thought Tua was short, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Like Russell Wilson's five eleven. Oh god. <laughs> well, like I said, <laughs> I, I cannot draft a quarterback first round. Um, that's just me, but uh, you know, more power to like two players, like two owners who like who do draft quarterbacks first round. That's a lot of confidence that you're that you're boosting out, regardless of the of the dynasty. But uh, first round was a great round, and so I have no problem with those picks getting picked. Uh, like I said, I definitely would have if we would have waited like several months to draft. I feel like the draft would definitely be totally different in the first round, mm-hmm. like totally different. Yeah, we got too antsy, I think. Yeah, wait. <laughs> yeah, which like, is we fine. I think draft. which is okay, I guess. We were trying to draft like the like literally minutes after the draft was done, you know. What I'm saying? But <laughs> but I feel like you know I just feel like we still I feel like still if we would have waited you know to like now like we did the, the our previous draft I feel like running backs and receivers would have been off the draft like off the board the first five picks instead of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And then your your picks rounding out I guess the beginning of the. First round here, he goes DeAndre Swift, and you picked up Justin Herbert, right? That's your pick? Yeah. <laughs> uh, says says the guy who goes, hey, you know, I, I'm not going to draft a, See, the only reason a, a I quarterback did that, first round. The only reason I did that was because I needed another quarterback for the future, and, and like I didn't think everybody would draft quarterbacks first. So I had to get one before there was no more left, you know what I'm saying? And I was also yeah. towards the end of the, uh, yeah, the yeah. first round, so I feel like you know that was the perfect time for me to draft to grab a quarterback, but I was towards the end of the draft, and so I feel like, you know, I was like, perfect, I do that, and I pick another immediately, so, but I mean... A little Charger bias there with Justin Herbert going to the Chargers. Always Charger bias, always. Hold <laughs> <Like, laughs> time bias. Always, forever, forever <laughs> and ever. 
So then me and you round out the first round. I picked up J.K. Dobbins with a 9, and you picked up Jalen Rager with a 110. You love Rager. Yes, sir. You love Rager. You love Rager. <laughs> I, do, I do love Rager. Yeah, yeah. See, like, now Rager, bro, I don't know why I've always liked him. I just know that he can be a great force. Like, I feel like he's just, just like, he can be like a Deshaun Jackson and a, a Keenan Allen type player, like, all in one. Like, he, he has the speed. Yeah, he's kind of small, but that speed, man. He had to be, and, he, and he's not skinny, skinny. You know, he's bulky. So I feel like if he if he stays healthy, I feel like he can be a great a great addition to that uh, Eagles offense. He can definitely be a a Pro Bowler. You know what I'm saying? Like his first, like his rookie year. You know, but uh, Jalen Rager, like I'm high on him. I'll always be high on him. You know what I'm saying? He's just good, dude. He, he's real good. And and sadly, you you drafted him almost every other league we're in together before I could. So. <laughs> I, I, I can see I, you're high on him too. <laughs> I, 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 I am very high on him. Only, so, only reason why. J- Jalen Rager, for all of you who doesn't know, is rookie wide receiver from TCU drafted to the Philadelphia Eagles. The reason why I was extremely high on him is I did watch some highlights. He is talented. He's a good, great wide receiver. But the main reason is he went to the Eagles. So opportunity is what makes fantasy players great. So once you get thrusted up into that role, and then once you have a role, you're, you're going to do great in fantasy and in real life. The problem is now, I was super high on him until I think it was about a week and a half ago, where he got injured. And as soon as I heard that, I turned away from Jalen Rager. <laughs> I think that rookie, any rookie player hampered with any type of soft tissue or any type of injury is going to dehamper or is going to hamper their development. Like Nikhil Harry, um, who went to, who's a first round pick, went to the Patriots last year and he looks like he's busting. Like, obviously we haven't seen him this year. But when he came back last year, he had some drops, mental mistakes. So I I don't think that even though he got drafted to be a high draft pick, the injury really did take a toll on him. So I think that's where I'm at with Rager. That's why. That's why I was. That's why I like weaned off on him a lot more. So that's just to explain a lot. Uh, the second round we're gonna go real quick here. T Higgins, Jerry Judy. Keyshawn Vaughn, Cam Akers, Denzel Mims went to five. Michael Pittman Jr. went to six. A.J. Dillon went to seven. Henry Ruggs, Brandon Ayuk, and Eno Benjamin rounding out the second round. Anyone you want to talk about there? Um, That was a lot of receivers, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I don't know. I feel like this draft was, was – uh, this draft of receivers could, you know, could be the next top tier receivers that we'll be watching for several years to come, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, you know, like, I'm a big receiver fan, so I feel like that second round was actually what I thought the first round would actually look like, you know what I mean? With you all thought a lot of receivers were going to go in the first round? Yeah, I did, because, you know, uh, receivers are hard to come by, you know what I'm saying, just like running backs are hard to come by, but I feel like receivers, dude, uh, like the team, the receivers that got picked up by the certain teams that got drafted, they have a great chance of starting immediately, you know what I'm saying, like Mims, uh, Claypool, uh, you know, those guys have great opportunities to start immediately in, in the teams they're on. Uh, so I feel like, you know, I, feel, I, I honestly thought the first round would be what the second round was, receivers and running backs. That's just me. But uh, I feel like that the first couple picks in the, in the second round 
that actually have a chance to be good. Uh, Mims, dude, he has opportunity to be good, especially with uh, Robbie Anderson gone. He has opportunity to actually start now. You know what I mean? Because who's there? Jameson. I don't think Jameson Crowder is well. He might be there, yeah. Jameson Crowder and Brashad Perriman. Exactly. And uh, right now, Brashad <laughs> Perriman, he's hurt. You know what I'm saying? He's questionable right now. So Mims has the opportunity to actually come in and, and, and do well. Really good. Mm-hmm. Baylor receiver, 6'3", 207. Definitely a big, di- uh, big guy who Sam Darnold needs on the outside. Uh, going in round three here, starting with Antonio Gandy-Golden, then LaVisca Chenault, Jalen Hurts, picked up 303. Cole Komet picked up 104. Uh, Joshua Kelly, Adam Troutman, the tight end for the Saints, got picked up there. Jordan Love went 3-7. Zach Moss, Lamico Perrine, and Darrington Evans rounds out our draft here. The one person who I just want to talk about is Zach Moss. I think the Bills have expressed interest in Zach Moss where they even said that if Devin Singletary continues his fumble issues they will put Zach Moss in there instead so I think that he does even in redraft forget about dynasty dynasty he's shooting up drafts but and has draft value there but even in redraft he is being picked up over anyone like AJ Dillon like late round zero RB uh yeah zero RB strategies dart throw where if he does overtake the running back starting position there he can actually hold some value where the Bills are a run tr- a run first offense. Yeah, I like Zach Moss dude. Uh I see him being big on like, you know, goal line and you know red zone type type uh red zone type plays. Like you are right, uh Devin Singletary I have a lot of stock in him so he does fumble a lot. You know, last year. And so I feel like you are right. Uh, Zach Moss has the opportunity to come in and take over the damn first round. I mean, take over the, uh, the, the first position uh, and run back for the Bills. With them adding uh, Stephon Diggs, there'll be more opportunities for them to actually, like, you know, run the ball in bigger hold. Diggs, man, he is a force to record. Rate. Like, you have to pay attention to Diggs. That's how fast he is. Zach Moss will definitely get the majority of the touchdowns this year, especially in the red zone and uh, goal line offense. Because, uh, like, like you said, Devin Singletary, he does fumble, and you, you can't win games if you keep fumbling. That was a great draft pick for them, uh, picking him up when they did. That just solidified, you know what I'm saying, them making a playoffs again by picking him up. That's kudos to the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go over everyone's team here. We'll just go over them real quick because I know not, not really much is happening with anyone's team. We'll go over everyone's team again after the first week, see how they did against their matchups. We won't have any any really matchup preview yet until next week. And then starting then we'll we'll dive deep into like the analysis of everyone's team. So let's start off with my team. Again two quarterback league we'll just start off with the starters, then go into the bench and we'll see how that goes. So my two starting quarterbacks are Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Running backs Ezekiel Elliott and then Austin Eckler. My three starting wide receivers are DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, and Terry McLaurin with Darren Waller at tight end. And I'm flexing currently is Raheem Mostert and Antonio Gibson. My bench spots have four quarterbacks benched with Jameis Winston, Drew Brees, Drew Locke, and Tyrod Taylor. Benching Peyton Barter, Madison, J.K. Dobbins, Robbie Anderson, Josh Reynolds, Christian Kirk, Emmanuel Sanders, J.J. Sargent-Whiteside, and then CeeDee Lamb, Austin Hooper, and Mike Gesicki. What stands out to you here? You got a great team, dude. Uh, 
What? I wonder, what I wonder, what I wonder how I got that great team, huh, Kenny? I wonder how I got. <laughs> you know me, man. I'm like, like, I'm always, I'm always trading. You know what I'm saying? I, I hate being, you know, trading. It, it, it's, it's just me. Like, I hate getting bored with, with the same team. I got to trade. But I feel like I've helped a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people in certain leagues that we're in, you know, help help their teams do look great. But I feel like you will have a chance, you know what I'm saying, to win the championship. You got like like you got great, great, great quarterbacks, you know what I'm saying? Kyler Murray and Sean Watson. They both are definitely top ten quarterbacks already in their young, young careers. Especially Kyler Murray, dude. Oh my god. But uh, you know what I'm saying? But you yeah, your running backs also Eckler, Zeke. You got probably with Zeke and Ek, you probably got the best uh, PPR or running backs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then your receivers, I, dude, Nuke. Your team is young. You know what I'm saying? So you got time to let them mold and grow with you. You know what I'm saying? So you, your team is young. What place did you get last year? Uh, last year, what place did you end up like? In? Did you make playoff last year? I was last, I think, last year. <laughs> Yep, I was last, that's okay, yeah. why I got first yeah. overall pick, and then, yep. I highly, I know for a fact you will not be last this year. Like, I see you making playoffs for sure. Uh, not taking my spot, but, I like, you will definitely mm-hmm. make playoffs. Uh, you got a great team, a great bench. I didn't know you had Tyrod Taylor as well on your, on your bench. Wow. I might have to send you a trade. But, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, hey, listen, I have two great running quarterbacks right now starting, and Drew Brees, Tyrod Taylor, and Drew Locke are both yeah. not starting. Like, yeah, no, you have, I have great run, and you got some great rookies too. You know what I'm saying? Uh, CD Lamb, Antonio Gibson, yeah, Dobbins. You know what I'm saying? J.K. Dobbins, Matheson. Yeah. You know, you got a good team, dude. I like your team. Uh, only thing I would say is get a. You know what I'm saying? It's just I don't know. Honestly, honestly, I can't really say nothing bad about your team. Like I said, you have a good team, especially with the people <laughs> we have in our league and how big our teams are. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go over your team. Quarterbacks are Lamar Jackson and Teddy Bridgewater. Running backs starting Josh Jacobs and Ito Smith. Wide receivers Marvin Jones, Mike Williams, Henry Ruggs III. Tight end Hunter Henry. And you're flexing Preston Williams and Marquise Hollywood Brown. On your bench is Phillip Rivers, PJ Walker, the quarterback for Carolina, and Justin Herbert, the rookie quarterback from Los Angeles Chargers. On your bench, again, for your running backs, Peterson, Justin Jackson, Tony Pollard, Godry Allison, Curtis Samuel, Jalen Rager, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman Jr., Jack Doyle, Dawson Ox, Jimmy Graham, and Cole Kemet. Um, definitely could use another starting running back there besides Edo Smith. Um, I actually have two waiver transactions right now that'll be going through Tuesday. So hopefully they both go through and my running backs look better. I'll go into tomorrow. I do love your Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown stack. I think Josh Jacobs is going to go off this year. Teddy Bridgewater coming into a new system. We'll talk about him later. Um, <laughs> but let's see. Mike Williams is a heart. Marvin Jones and Henry Ruggs. Marvin Jones, I think, is going to be great this year. Underrated. We'll pick up value for you. Henry Ruggs, also, they're going to integrate him to the system. Other than that, dude, I really don't know. <laughs> my team is like, I have all rookie like receivers right now on my team. So like, yeah, my team is right now like win later, not win now mode right now. Um, especially with those trades I made with you. But honestly, the trade I made with you to get all those uh, I mean, draft spots, I honestly am not mad because I like I said, I got some great young wide receivers who can dominate this year and for sure next year. So um. 
yeah, I don't see myself making playoffs, but uh, I'm not mad, dude. I'm not mad. Like I said, uh, <laughs> my team can actually still actually honestly make the playoffs, but I don't see myself winning this, uh, this season at all. But that's just me being honest, okay. but I do love my team. All right, so you have a young team. Let's go on to the next one here. Vic, new, new youngin in the league. New guy. Is, yeah, he. I actually had the first pick in that draft, and he wanted Joe. I picked up Joe Burrow, and he traded um, a few draft picks for Joe Burrow. So now his starting quarterbacks are Joe Burrow and Tom Brady. Running backs, Christian McCaffrey, Nick Chubb, wide receivers, Juju Smith-Schuster, T.Y. Hill and Tyler Lockett, tight ends, uh, tight end is Travis Kelsey, and he's flexing Mark Ingram and Larry Fitz. On his bench, Baker Mayfield, Jamal Adams, Ronald Jones, Ryquel Armstead, Cole Beasley, Alshon Jeffrey, Marquise Goodwin, Albert Wilson, Tyrell Williams, Anthony Miller, Antonio Brown, Deontay Johnson, Eric Ebron, Tyler Higby, and Blake Jarwin. He has a lot of people who are not playing questionable questionable team uh yeah, yeah. Ryquel armstead covid list marquis goodwin i don't think he's playing he opted out yeah albert wilson also opted out tyro williams is hurt and tony brown not even in the league anymore <laughs> don't even think he's coming back oh um definitely has a lot of people who can go not and not play and just not do anything for his team a lot of those um, another thing that I also noticed is he only has three quarterbacks with Tom Brady, Joe Burrow, and Baker. So let's say if Tom Brady gets hurt because he's old as dirt, now he has to put up Baker in there. So now it's just, just only Baker and Joe Burrow. Let's say Baker, again, this year doesn't do well, and Joe Burrow takes a while to learn the system, so his quarterback situation might be a little iffy but his running backs are actually really good with christian mccaffrey and nick chubb yeah he got some good ones on the bench too rojo can still be good you know what i'm saying i like his tight ends i do i like his tight ends a lot uh and blake jarvin yeah 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 travis kelsey uh eric ebron tyler higby and jarvin so like yeah he has some great tight ends but um yeah like you said uh his quarterbacks are iffy he does need at least one more just to be stable but um yeah, I feel sorry for his bench. It's a lot of reds and DNRs <laughs> and IRs and shit like that. Uh, a lot of But, I mean, you know, I like his team. Not better than mine, but I do like his team. Uh, but he could. I feel like this year uh, for fantasy, you know, uh, 2QB fantasy, this year could be a toss-up for who wins. Like, I don't see Cam winning again. That's how good these teams are so far. But uh, mm. as speaking of Cam's team, we can go to Cam's team now. Yep, the reigning champion, Cam the Commish. Starting quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz. Running backs, Todd Gurley, Miles Sanders. Three wide receivers, starting Michael Thomas, A.J. Brown, and Kenny Galladay. Tight end, Zach Ertz, flexing Chris Carson and A.J. Green. On his bench, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Daniel Jones. Running backs, Duke Johnson, Marlon Mack, Darrell Henderson, Darwin Thompson, Anthony McFarlane, D.J. Dallas. Wide receivers, Stephon Diggs, James Washington, Alan Lazard, the rookie Brandon Ayuk, David Njoku, Dallas Goddard, and Rob Gronkowski as his tight ends on his bench. So as the rating champion, he, he did really well with his wide receivers there, with Michael Thomas being the number one, A.G. Brown coming out of nowhere, breakout rookie season, and Kenny Galladay silently putting up a lot of points and stats with receiving. But I think he put up like 1,000 yards. Yeah, he's consistent putting up 1,000 every year. Kenny Galloway, 
But I think that's because his name is Kenny. You know what I mean? So anybody, Kenny, mm-hmm. put up some great <laughs> <laughs> But I do. I, I ain't gonna lie. I'll take back what I just said about Cam's team. Uh, he can definitely still win the playoffs. I uh, win the the, uh, the Natty again. He still has a great team. You know, his bench is stacked. Right? He has some good. His battles. bench is pretty yeah. good, actually. Like, like, I like his. Honestly, I like his his. Uh, I like Daniel Jones over Carson Wentz. Honestly, but that's just me. Only thing I would say is that, is that you know uh, he could get maybe one or two more running backs just to be happy, just to, you know be safe. Because Todd Gurley is iffy in that new offense, and Miles Sanders he's an eagle, so it's going to be hard for him to get that running game going with the receivers not being top tier. His team is still and they just lost their left tackle, huh? They just lost their left tackle. Oh, that's even worse than what I said. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like you know Cam definitely has a chance to uh, actually steal beats number one, but like I said, you can't uncrown the champ until he's uncrowned. So he's still the mm-hmm. champ. But but I do like his team. I would definitely try to get at least one more running back, you know, just to be safe. But uh, his team is actually still good. I like his team a lot. It's yeah, definitely top five right now. All right, next team up is Siggy, Anthony Sigismund, quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Ben Roethlisberger, running back starting, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, three starting receivers are Chris Godwin, Robert Woods and Julian Edelman. Tight end is George Kittle. And he's flexing James Conner and Kenyon Drake. On his bench, Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, Andy Dalton as his quarterbacks. Running backs on the bench are Giovanni Bernard, Chris Thompson, Royce Freeman, LaShawn McCoy, Lynn Bowden Jr. And then receivers Zach Pascal, Paris Campbell, McCole Hardman, Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool, Gerald Everett, and Jay Sternberg as his tight ends. What I noticed first is that he has a really good pool of running backs to choose from. He's flexing yes, two of them. He so always does. Them, so. <laughs> always. So I think that's really good. Um, he has his receivers are also pretty good with Chris Godwin and Robert Wood, Julian Edelman. But then on his bench, he has Jerry Judy, Nicole Hardman, who could be a breakout this year. Um, Chase Claypool, who also can carve out a role in the Pittsburgh offense. So I think he has one of the top contending teams that could push for a deep playoff run. Definitely. Uh, like I said, Siggy's always been that, that team that's like, uh, I want to say, yes, he's good. Um, Siggy never uh, fails. He, he's kind of, like, Since he's been in the league, he's always drafted great teams. You know, always been high on certain players. Uh, always been high on certain players, you know what I'm saying? And they always fall through for him, like come through for him. So, Ziggy's team is definitely, definitely really good. I like his team a lot, especially right, his, uh, his run backs. Next up on the list is Jeff Geoff. His two quarterbacks are Matt Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, running backs Saquon Barkley, Derrick Henry. Wide receivers Julio Jones, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, tight end TJ Hawkinson, and flexing Sterling Shepard and Will Fuller. On his bench, quarterbacks Marcus Mariota, Alex Smith. Woo! Good job for that guy. Matt Stafford, Dwayne Haskins, running backs James White, Devontae Freeman, Ty Montgomery, David Montgomery, Darrington Evans, Deion Lewis, and wide receivers Sammy Watkins, John Ross, Russell Gage, tight ends Greg Olson, and Noah Fant. He has a great, great starting lineup here. Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry, Ryan Tannehill, Matt Ryan, like Julio Jones. Oh, my God. And he's sitting David Montgomery. I mean, he, he is the starting running back for... The Chicago Bears, even though he's hurt, but he's still starting running back. So I think that he can also make a great playoff run here. Definitely. Jeffrey's always had great running backs. His team is stacked. I'm surprised Jeffrey didn't didn't go further in the in the uh last year in the playoffs than he did. 
His team is definitely stacked. I like his team a lot. Yeah, I like his team a whole lot. And he's and it's funny how he gets these players with all the drafts he does. I mean, all the draft picks he gets. But this team is actually good. Um, he's definitely a top tier team in the league. It's Julio Jones, dude, that's my favorite player in the world. I don't care, Julio Jones, dude. But that's just Julio, man. Julio is he's your, he's your daddy, is what the name is. <laughs> but no, yeah, I like a different team a whole lot, dude. Okay. Uh, next up is Tanner. Tanner's, I don't know, I've never, I don't remember what place he finished in, but his team probably last. Start off with one of the best quarterbacks in the world, Patrick Mahomes, followed up by Kirk Cousins, running back Carryon Johnson, Philip Lindsay, wide receivers starting Odell Beckham, Odell, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., DK Metcalf, and Debo Samuel, tight ends Hayden Hurst, Hurst, and he's flexing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Devontae Parker. On his bench, quarterbacks Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham, and Tua Tagoviola. Uh, running backs Damian Williams, Tevin Coleman, Tariq Cohen, Benny Snell, Jonathan Taylor, Corey Davis, Nikhil Harry, LaVisca Chenault, Brian Edwards, John Newsmith, Ian Thomas, and Irv Smith Jr. round out his bench. I was going to say that I didn't like his running backs, and I kind of still don't like his running backs, but then he picked up. Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Jonathan Taylor. The two basically 101 and 102 for Dynasty Leagues. So I think he should be okay for the future. Um, for this year, I think that the only value coming in is Clyde Edwards-Alaire, maybe on Johnson, somewhat maybe Philip Lindsay. So definitely very iffy on his running backs, his wide receivers. They're okay also. Uh, Odell. DK and Debo, they're like that second, third tier wide receivers, but I think that the boost that Patrick Mahomes will give to his team is going to balance it out. Yeah, um, first off, Tanner's a bitch, but um, yeah, his <laughs> running backs, I would not be starting carry on and Philip Lindsay in my starting positions. I would honestly start uh, Edwards and um, Jonathan Taylor, honestly. That's just me, but I mean, like, yeah, Tanner's team is, is up in the air. His quarterbacks is wild. Like <laughs> he needs quarterbacks bad right now. Um, he only has three starting quarterbacks, I would say, and I, I wouldn't honestly, I wouldn't even say Tua is a all the way starting yet. So he really just has two starting quarterbacks. So what if one of them goes down? He's gonna be SOL. So um, he definitely does need to trade for some quarterbacks. But uh, his running backs is all right. But I like his, I like his receivers more than anything on this team. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. OBJ and DK. That's some good dudes. But yeah, um, his quarterbacks. You need help, Tanner. You need help bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, going on, going on next on the list is Kyle. Kyle has Dak Prescott, Jimmy Garoppolo, Evan Kamara, Aaron Jones, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, DJ Moore, Jared Cook, and flexing Devin Singletary and David Johnson. On the bench is Mitchell Strabisky, Jordan Love, Jordan Howard, Kareem Hunt, Matt Breida, DeAndre Swift, AJ Dillon. Zach Moss, John Brown, Brashad Perryman, Jameson Crowder, Michael Gallup, Keyshawn Johnson, Golden Tate, and Chris Herndon. Um, great starting lineup. First thing I thought of, wonderful starting lineup. Not really much on the bench besides Kareem Hunt, DeAndre Swift, Michael Gallup. So I think that he has an amazing starting lineup. Bench is definitely very iffy. Yeah, again, with him, uh, he needs more quarterbacks. Uh <laughs> I like Mitch, but, I mean, he only has three, so what if one goes down, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, his bench does need a little help. Um, I like John Brown on his bench, but John Brown's a big hit, too. Like, he definitely needs to, um, you know, 
get some trades going for sure. <laughs> just to get his bench a little, a little help. His team is his starters are actually great. Uh, right next up on the list is Vlad. Vlad, two quarterbacks, Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, great running back, uh, running quarterbacks there. Uh, Young Bell, Melvin Gordon is the starting running backs. Wide receivers, Devontae Adams, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. Tight end, Mark Andrews, and flexing DJ Chark and Cam Akers. On the bench is Taysom Hill, Sam Darnold, Cam Allen, and Jacob Eason. Running backs on the bench, Lamar Miller, Latavius Murray, Leonard Fournette, Darrell Williams, Eno Benjamin, and then Deshaun Jackson, Dan Arnold, Darius Slayton, Steven Sims Jr., Denzel Mims, and O.J. Howard round out his bench. Uh... Wonderful, amazing wide receiver core here. Um, Devontae Adams, Mari Cooper, Cooler Cooper Cup. Like that's that's top top fifteen. I think all of them are top fifteen, top twelve possibly with Cooper Cup pushing top twelve as all three starting wide receivers. So I think that's that's really good. Um, I no comments on him. He has a lot of quarterbacks on deck, but none really starting besides Sam Darnold. Jacob Eason might start next, but that's only if Phillip Rivers gets hurt or retires after this year. Yeah, I like Vlad's team a lot. He always had the great, uh, the best wide receivers out of every draft we've always done. You can tell he's a big wide receiver to do, but uh, I like his team a lot. And he has Leonard Fournette on the bench, so like, yeah, he's definitely in uh, Mims. Yeah, so I like Vlad's team a lot, dude. No, nothing bad to say about his his team, you know. And he got my boy Cam Newton in the starting in the starting lineup, so yeah. I do like his team a lot, uh, a whole lot, a whole lot. Now, last but not least is Justin. Two quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Jacob Brissett. Running back, Sony Michelle, Damian Harris. <clears throat> uh, wide receivers, Mike Evans, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Boyd. Starting end, uh, starting, excuse me, starting tight end, Evan Ingram. And then flexing, Jarvis Landry and Brandon Cooks. On the bench is Derek Carr, Jalen Hurts as his two quarterbacks. Carlos Hyde, Gus Edwards, Naheem Hines, Keyshawn Vaughn, Lamical Perrine, 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 Joshua Kelly, Kenny Stills, Adam Humphreys, D.D. Westbrook, Mar- Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Jacoby Myers, Hunter Renfro, Justin Jefferson, Andy, Antonio Gandy-Golden, Randall Cobb, Adam Troutman, and Kyle Rudolph. I feel like he has a lot more bench spots than everyone else. I feel like Definitely. I went on forever there. Wait, wait. Why do you have so much bench spots? <laughs> um... Uh, definitely, I, sorry, Justin, definitely a bottom five team with Sony Michelle and Damian Harris starting, and also Jacob Brissett. Uh, if you put in, De- put in Derek Carr in there, maybe you got better. Another running back you put in there is, I don't think. Yeah, anyone. he needs to trade, he needs to trade right now, like, like, now, like. Naeem Hines, maybe? No, but bro, think... he needs to trade right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... I don't think you are making the top half of the league. I don't think he. Justin. I don't think he's touched it. Like, give Justin credit. I don't think he's touched this team since last year. True. You know? True. But uh, he definitely does need to pay attention to this team and do something. Do something to this team because, uh, boy, oh boy, he has some good uh, rookie running uh, receivers. But Hunter Renfro, you know, he ain't a rookie, but you know, he got some good young players on, on for run for receiver. But he does need to do something with them running backs immediately mm-hmm. in order to even try to contend. All right, so that's our two quarterback leagues, two quarterback teams. We'll dive more in-depth about it next week. So after we get into the first week and then the first games, we'll talk about the matchups and everything like that. So that's that for now. Now let's close it off with our new segment. 
Why is it spicy? Hot takes for the season. What do you have? We'll go back and forth here. What is your first hot take of the season? Man, my first hot take, I would say, is the Bucks do not make it past the second round of the playoffs. Whew. I mean, that's only because Tom Brady is in there, right? Um, I just think they have a terrible second, uh, you know, uh, a terrible secondary on that defense. You know, they got a great top front seven, like a great front seven. But I just feel like they won't. They're they're not one. They're not seasoned in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? They're all young, and so they're not gonna do you know what to do really. Yes, Tom Brady can can take over the a game immediately, but a defense win a championship. So I feel like they will not make it past the second round. Especially if they mean um, somebody real good. Hmm. I think, not my hot take, I'll just put on to your hot take. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs at all. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> my first hot take is that the Carolina Panthers, the LA Rams, and the Chicago Bears will be part of the bottom five teams this year. Um, at first, I had just only the Carolina Panthers in there, but I added the Rams and the Bears because that's that's really hot takey. Not really, because Chicago Bears are actually terrible. But the Panthers will be a bottom five offense, I think, because they've undergone so many changes. All three new head coaches, new quarterbacks, so everyone has to accumulate with each other. That would be great if they can, but they couldn't because there's no season, there's no preseason games. There's I mean, there's training camp, but you're missing a lot of people. So Matt Rule, the head coach from Baylor, did bring in his defensive coach, uh, defensive coordinator from Baylor also. And then they also got a new offensive coordinator. So I don't think that they will mesh as an offense. Um, I think they're just going to be flat. Yeah, I agree with you. Take there? I agree. Yeah, do you really? Yeah. See, I don't – I agree with the Rams and the Bears, but I don't agree with the Panthers, you know what I'm saying? But I'm not going to – you know, I, I agree, mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Uh, Keep going. Your turn. Uh, Russell Wilson wins the next Super Bowl. Like 2020? Yes, sir. Wow. Yes, Another sir. one? Maybe he'll actually win this by passing. I definitely do, dude. Uh, he's long overdue, and he just had a son, and he named him Win. So um, I feel like he's long overdue for one, and he's definitely about to win one this year. I like that take. I like that take. There's definitely a lot more better takes out there, like hot more, a little more hot takey takes. Um, but I, I, I like that take. My next hot take is Calvin Ridley from the Atlanta Falcons will outscore Julio Jones this year in fantasy. Um, even if Julio Jones isn't hurt, I think that Calvin Ridley will, will be better than Julio Jones this year, and it's gonna be exactly how it was. A, a, a few years back, a couple of years back now, where Julio Jones and Roddy White were jostling for that number one spot, and then Roddy White, we were like, oh, Julio isn't going to usurp Roddy White, and he did. It's exactly going to be the same thing now with Ridley and Julio. I agree with you on that one. Um, uh, Julio is, you know, he gets so much attention on the field that Calvin has opportunity to, you know, do numbers and do great numbers, so I agree with you on that one. That's actually a great hot take. Ha ha! What's yours? Your uh, last hot take. Uh oh! Like I said, another uh-oh. charger, another Chargers thing. But you know, Tyrod Taylor top five in passing yards this year. <laughs> I, Damn! Boom! No I said it. Way. No way. I think that 
What? Oh, I don't know about that one. I think that... I think that uh, Justin Herbert's going to start mid midway. But okay, you know what? If he starts top five, that's bold. That's I said bold, it. dude. You said it. Uh, Philip Rivers was always top five in passing yards at the Charger. You know what I'm saying? So because I he can't like, run. Huh? He can't run. Exactly. So, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's going to happen. Especially with Keenan Allen getting that bag, dude. He's going to put up great numbers, too. So, I feel like he's it's definitely a great hot take. Tyron Taylor, top five. Passing yards. All right. Now my for my final. <laughs> for my final hot take. I believe this year, 2020, even without injury, Ryan Tannehill will finish with more fantasy points than Lamar Jackson, reigning MVP. Wow. I hate you for you that. You hated that take. I hate you I, for the that. first time you saw that take, you hated that take. I hate you for that. Like, I'm not going to lie. Are you <laughs> fucking uh, Titans quarterback, dude? Come on now. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I, feel I like think hot take. Hot take. Fire. I feel like you said that Fire just because of who our listeners are. <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> Fire take. I, I, I can't Fire agree take. with you on that one at all. But I, I won't <laughs> argue with it. You know, it's a hot take. That's like super hot. I will put this. I will put this in our hot take doc, and then I will. We'll see where the season goes. Even if, even if the season continues through 16 or whatever whatever it is no matter what i think ryan Tannehill is going to be ahead in at the end of season going to be ahead of lamar jackson fantasy points guess we'll see (laughs) (laughs) all right everyone thanks for tuning in um obviously this is our first podcast so we'll see you again later again my name is andre it's my co-host kenny yes sir yes sir